A Woman's View with Amanda Dixon. A look at the news here at home and around the world, all from the perspective of women. Now, Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. And I have a treat for us this week. Megan Holbrook is here, Senior Vice President in the Office of the President of Zions Bank. How are you, Meg? I'm well, Amanda. Thank you. It's good to see you. Kelly Pierce is with me, Digital Media Associate with the R Street Institute. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Amanda. Good to see you, too. And Gainalyn Condi is with me, popular speaker, host, author, and mental health advocate. Gainalyn, how are you doing? So good to be back, Amanda. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's always good to to see you and to get your perspective and insight. And I have several different things I want to talk about this week, but I guess I should start with the big political topic, which is the historic ouster of the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And I'll disclose that we are pre-taping this program on Thursday, and we may know more uh, by the time you listen to this. But as of this moment, there are two uh, congressmen who are vying to replace Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. But, Megan, let me start with you. What do you make of what happened and what happened now? Well, what it's unprecedented what happened. And what happened also was Kevin McCarthy made a deal when he became speaker that one of his party could vacate the speaker by making a motion. And that's what happened. And it's interesting. He was being punished for reaching out on the shutdown to the Democrats to pass the continuing resolution bill to keep the government open. So the chaos is truly in the Republican Party right now. There's so many different factions. The Democratic Party has its own problems. But you know what? They It's interesting. They've actually stuck together on things. But people should be very concerned about this, this chaos. If you're in another country looking at the United States of America, you're mm-hmm. concerned what's going on, the level of violence, the level of rhetoric, the inability to get along. Yeah. We need well, two functioning political parties. Even this week, I talked with an, an economic expert who said that it's possible we'll get downgraded again on our credit by one of the credit reporting services because of the political upheaval. So it's even costing us real money, even without well, a government shutdown. the stock shutdown. market got scared to death, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let, let me go over to you, Kelly. Tell me what you think. Well, I was a former constituent of Kevin McCarthy. I lived in his district for three years. I also covered him as a journalist. And I will say... I'm not surprised by what happened because sort of a a little bit of a backstory is he is very popular in his district. He's always there, regardless of the demands on his time. However, he has not been very supportive of other Republicans. He's gone out of his way to campaign against them. So a lot of this stuff is because of things that he has done previously that people have not taken well. And so I'm not surprised that this happened because of his history. It's only been kind of recently that he's been very supportive of other Republicans as he was getting to that speaker's slot. However, what I will say is this. I think the problem here is there was no plan B. The issues that are being brought up about spending, about process, are very important. We kind of went back in Congress to regular process where you're you're actually debating and amending these 12 spending bills that they are supposed to be doing as their job. And there was no plan B to 
actually get those things to the floor. And that is the problem there. The people who are against him don't have a speaker's candidate that will do the job that they want. Yeah. And that's where I'm nervous about a, a government shutdown in November. But over to you, Gain Lynn. How do you see what's happening? I just I just want to add to the conversation instead of maybe focusing on the battle, pull back longer view and see the war. And the war that I see happening is the polarizing voices on both sides of the aisle always get the attention. And if we really want leadership, polarizing voices can't do that. And my concern is that the Democrats turned on McCarthy after he crossed the aisle to try to take care of the government shut down. And what I think we're giving the message to the world and especially to Americans is it costs you if you try to cross the aisle. And to me, that's very disheartening from a war perspective versus this specific battle. That once again, the polarizing voices, the eight Republicans that crossed over to remove McCarthy, from what I understand, he stepped out of the way to move some of these bills forward in the past, which is the role of a speaker so that the people in, in elected could lead and legislation could pass. And so what are we going to give up? What what do the Democrats think they're going to get instead, by the way, because Jim Jordan, I, I think, had been a pretty good supporter of McCarthy and, and is probably even more extreme in some ways. So what are you trading one for the other? And I think my bigger concern is the war can't be won if we never get past the battle and we never allow our our legislators to feel as if their constituents want them to cross the aisle. I feel like we keep rewarding our elected officials for being polarizing instead of rewarding those that want to find consensus, lead, and move legislation forward. Okay, I just have to say this one thing though, Amanda. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats worked with McCarthy to get the bill through because it was not going through on the with the Republican conference. They did not support him after he got on to, one, he dropped the aid for Ukraine. Two, he got on Face the Nation and Fox News and blamed the shutdown on the Democratic Party. Now, to say that they should support him then, no, they weren't gonna do that because that's someone who has not kept one of his promises. He made a deal in May with President Biden to not have a shutdown, and he reneged on all his promises. If you talk to somebody like Nancy Mace, that was exactly her concerns, too. They asked her mm -hmm. why she voted against the speaker you know, of her own party, who had helped her out before, and she said, I had an agreement from him to get certain bills through Congress, or at least brought up, and it never happened. As that background comes in, you can kind of see why people were not so supportive of Speaker McCarthy. I agree that like there's this fine line between a leader that doesn't interfere too much with his own personal agenda and a leader that doesn't keep his promises. And so that's what I was trying to comment on is that what do we expect from a speaker specifically in that leadership? It's a different role in trying to funnel through a whole bunch of legislation from both sides of the aisle than it is a specific elected official. And so I just get concerned that we're only rewarding the polarizing and yet Obviously, we want to feel like our elective officials keep their promises. Yeah, well, they need to sure. change the, the 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 rule that McCarthy agreed to about one vote can vacate the speaker. That would be helpful. Uh, let, let me take a brief break. I'll be back with my guests this week on A Woman's View. Gaydalyn Condi is here with Megan Holbrook and Kelly Pierce. Back in a moment. <laughs> 